on. Ah, good evening. Welcome to Jim and Winston's Seize the Day. This is our rare midsummer quarter episode because it's been a quarter of a year since we've done our last one. And we're we're both pretty stoked about this one, aren't we, Winston? Yeah, definitely, Jim. We've been looking forward to the saving up all the great juicy details of the last three months from May, June, and July. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the fire is burning brightly, Jim, as you know, in the BC interior. <laughs> well, luckily, we don't have a lot real close to us, although we have seen a lot of uh, a lot of aircraft flying over our house the last couple of days heading southeast of Cranbrook. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's good that Cranbrook's like, uh, have you guys been providing any shelter for the, the victims out there? No, we're quite a long ways away, Winston. That would be, you know what? I think Williams Lake to Cranbrook is a 12 to 14 hour drive. So we're totally, totally out of that area. Okay. You know, I've made a couple small, small donations just to help people out. Red Cross, you know, had two really good places. One was the liquor store and the other was the grocery store. So, you know, five bucks each time. Yeah. And if we all good. did that, it'd be pretty easy. Yeah, you know, I did the same thing. I was at Safeway, I did the same thing. And for those of you listening that live in our area, still worth doing it. Even a few bucks, even if um, every person in, in BC put in $5, it would help a lot, you know? Oh, you, you for sure, you know, I don't know how many homes have been completely lost. I think we're into the 100 plus now, and that's probably a devastating life experience that you shouldn't have to burden or, or you know, shouldn't have to shoulder yourself oh indeed indeed so what should we talk about today jim well you know winston we we kind of kicked it around and, and we talked a lot about shift uh, not long ago so we thought we would do a shift revisited yeah i like the topic shift revisited part part many two of three <laughs> <laughs> So we're doing our, our, this is the first time we've ever done an episode that's going to cover three months. We're just like so efficient now. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we'll, we'll share with our listeners that, uh, you know, the the day-to-day -day, uh, challenges of life were knocking at our door pretty hard for the last three months. So we found it tough to connect and, and uh, the, you know, the work world was a little on the demanding side, so. Yeah, but here we are, committed yeah. yet again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about shift a little bit. Um, yeah, so how, how are shifts affecting you right now? Well, you know, there's been two, I think, big areas in, in our lives that we've seen it, or real, real positive shifts. One was you know, 20 months ago, we started uh, yoga, and oh, wow. we stopped it. You know, we, we, we were... we're pretty consistently four to five times a week and, and often more than that. You know, sometimes I'll start my day with a bit of yoga, some uh, sun salutations just to, to make sure those uh, hip flexors get a little bit, of, little bit of work before diving onto my desk. <laughs> yeah, good, good plan. Good, you, do you notice a difference in your energy level? Oh, yeah, big time. You know, we most often do it at the end of the day, so... You know, if you take the old athletic analogy that, you know, uh, post-training uh, and playing, stretching is as important as pre-playing and training stretching, then, you know, you, you 
put all that desk time in during the day or whatever else you might do, some driving time or whatever, and you come home and then you just realign everything through a you know a half hour to forty five minute yoga session, it 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 kind of re-energizes you to be able to do a little something at the back end of your day. And it realigns everything so when you go to bed, you know, maybe that that back isn't as nagging or sore or whatever, right? So Right, right. It, and you know, there was there was um I'd say I entered yoga at about two sixty-two when I decided to start when Colleen and I got going at it. And uh, you know, I'll, I got to a pre Christmas weight of two forty two through yoga and other things, but yoga was the precipitator of of that success. So, you know, pretty much a twenty pound loss in what would have been well about sixteen months sustainable time to take it off and you know then then christmas hit and that kind of cost me about six pounds right you know too many good things around (laughs) (laughs) and so we continued the the we continue with the yoga and you know january 9th we started our second and probably our most impactful shift which was a a complete uh change in eating practices and, and going into the bone broth diet Right. And, and that, you know, so, you know, we look at a little bit of a gain from the Christmas. So started that at 248 down to 211 now. So that's a 37-pound a shift. Right. So, you know, I, I got to call that success, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really good. It, and just feeling way better about, about uh, you know, the amount of, cardio I have when I'm out riding the bike or how I feel going up some stairs or you know the fact that I can get into yoga poses that were more highly challenged you know 30 pounds ago and and all that stuff I I just noticed those differences in so many ways wow that's good that means that at least it's making an impact right yeah yeah absolutely and you know the diet thing's been about six and a half months and that's that's I would call that short-term sustainability, but, you know, we're trying to be in this for the long term. So we have to recognize, you know, and there's going to be times in your life where, you know, you're off, you know, on a bit of a vacation and visiting and you're not going to worry so much about the eating plan. You know, you're still going to try to respect it, but you're, you're going to also not be afraid to deviate from it, but you have to recognize your deviations and, and uh, be willing to step back into things, so you, you know you, you don't get old habits returned. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, lots of the commitments there, and um, you know, with all the shifts that are taking place, I mean, health is one of those things where um, it's it's one of those like sliding uh, slippery slopes. If you don't take care of it, it'll take care of you somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the one, I think one of the biggest components to, to success in, in those two shifts, one, you know, it's basically fitness and the other is, is diet is, is not doing it alone. Right. You know, Colleen and I both bought into both the yoga and the, the bone broth diet. So, you know, we, you can't get up off the couch in the middle of a movie and go get something that you shouldn't. Yeah. Well, because there's somebody got, watching. You've got someone beside you who's in the same boat with you, right? 
<laughs> right, right. Kind of makes it hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good for you. I mean, lately I've been um, uh, exercising a little bit more, getting more into jogging, doing the bike riding thing, and and that that in itself is its own shift. And then talking about shifts, um, you know, we're talking about the sustainability of shifts as well, because it's one thing to to create a shift, but another thing to be be able to maintain it, as you say. Yeah, I just have a question for you about cycling, Winston. Sure. So, you know, I, I'm sure there's times when you're cycling that you're, you're on a street that would be something you drive. Right. At times, right? Mm-hmm. So by by cycling that street, are you noticing things that you don't notice in your car? Oh, definitely. I mean, I find that um, at, when you're cycling, you're definitely, you have to be more aware, unless you're a little bit silly out there. But I mean, definitely, I, I forgot after not cycling for the longest time, how much you have to really, um, you know, activate your senses and, and stay aware rather than just, um, you know, casually like, you know, turn the dial when you're, when you're um, driving or otherwise. You don't have a big mass of steel protecting you in case you make a mistake, right? Yeah, and so, you, you also experience a different amount of vision. There's no, you know, uh, hood bars, for lack of a better term, or body obstructions mm-hmm. to limit your view. So sometimes you can pick up on things that you didn't notice were there. Oh, for sure. And, you know, it's it's uh, also an appreciation of speed, too. I mean, you know, when you're biking, you're going fast in your mind, but you're not actually going that fast. You know? And yeah, yet... Comparatively because, to a car, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, you step on a wheel, uh, step on the gas, and you don't really think fa- uh, think about how fast you're really going. But, you know, after you, um, after you compare, when you're riding, let's say, I don't know, 20 kilometers an hour on a bike, it feels a hell of a lot faster than, than when you're in a car, for sure, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you're getting... You know, you got the pedal thing going, but there's some balance stuff happening. There's, you know, uh, audible stuff happening because, you know, the wind can be in your ears or, you know, whatever, right? You've got it. And then lots more visual going on. Like you say, you've got to be, cyclists should be in a defensive mode because just because cars don't see you the way they should. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, your whole awareness has to be heightened. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, I was thinking about um, this book the other day, and I think we, we both have uh, taken a look at it. Um, it's uh, authored by uh, Jen Sincero, uh, currently on New York best New York best times uh, New York Times bestseller list. It's called "You Are a Badass," <laughs> and um, it's uh, it, subtitle is "How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life." And um, for those of you listening, I'm sure you listen to Jim Winston sees the day to get tidbits of information. This is a keeper. I love the beginning. If you're in that quandary of wondering if you're living up to your full potential or you're happy where you are, but you know you can be happier, this is the book to pick up because um, I love the introduction, eh, Jim? It really does grab you. Yeah, and, you know, that's all I've had the opportunity to read at this point. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, what she's saying there. Yeah, I just like the, the fact that she um, takes the time to... Um, to sort of uh, break apart the myth that you know what we have is enough, 
I mean, it's not to say that you can't be content. I'm just saying that I think we all are put on this earth for some life purpose. And until you actually go out and seek and try to find that, you might feel that emptiness, the hollowness, right? And it's very easy to ignore that feeling by filling your time with other things that are seemingly important. But in the wee hours of the morning, when you look at look back at the hours that you've spent with your life and just like how you how you use those hours, you can start to really reflect on what's meaningful to you. And um, if you haven't done enough meaningful stuff, it'll become pretty apparent really quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and here's here's one of the quotes she has in her book that I think is is really good. There's a great line from the poet Analyst Nin that reads. And the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Ah, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah, and and you know, simplified. That's nothing ventured, nothing gained. Right. It, it, and you know, I think that relates to to fear of success. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, if if you're in a certain box and it's comfortable to be there and there's the challenges don't exist too much, but you, you maybe want a little bit more or you want you want to try things or you know, whatever, what's the most harm that could happen? I don't know. You you're successful? Or maybe even failure is something that can be more valuable than success. Right. Right. You know, that's very true. Um and another quote I like from her is like she has a quote in there that says, Comparison is the fastest way to take all the fun out of life. Don't compare <laughs> yourself to others. And I mean, how many times have you thought you've done really great and then you see somebody else doing greater things in the same lane and you feel somewhat deflated? I mean, you know, you might feel great when you're at an amusement park and you're doing a ring toss and you get yourself a little stuffed animal until you see this big guy walking by with a huge mammoth life size doll that he just got for his girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, and and the the quote that I like to share on that is uh, Mike Lippman. He's a kind of a a life coach guy with a blog and that sort of stuff. And and he he says comparing yourself to other people has no value. There's too many variables between you and other people, so it's difficult to say where you are at in career or athletics or uh, academics or whatever compared to somebody else there's there's no value in comparing with somebody else it's only value in seeing where you have had success or what you've accomplished yeah yeah and i mean you know a buddy of mine said like you know you're here for a good time not a long time <laughs> yeah and and that's all relative it, it, it creates a certain level of urgency to that because the time that you have you have a choice of how you spend it you know and um you know, spend it being the operative word. You can choose to relax and do nothing. That's great too. I mean, I, I think there's value in in, um, in leisure time for sure. I think there's uh, too much of a disparity. I think the North American culture in general, we spend so much of our focus on making a career, making something uh, what we seemingly think is meaningful to reach material goals. But in the process of achieving material goals, we lose sight of all these softer goals, which are just as important, you know, like time with family, um, building relationships, building uh, harmony in the sense with ourselves, our our health, um, just with nature even. Uh, we, I think we burn a lot of bridges trying to get from point A to B, not realizing that after a while you run out of bridges to burn, you know? 
Yeah, nobody's headstone or obituary ever said, I wish I would have worked more. No, and you know, that's not to dismiss the fact that hard work is valuable, for sure. I think we both put in our time wherever we were. But the thing is that in the process of achieving what we want, financially or otherwise, you know, you know, stop and smell the roses a little bit, look around and kind of see what you're giving up in pursuit of what you want. And that's the scary thought. When you set a goal that's seemingly meaningful in the beginning and what you've given up in pursuit of what you want, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think one of the key aspects to, to even if you want to pursue a goal is to maintain some form of balance in that pursuit. Yeah. I think when you um, go out of your way to, um, if you, when you go out of your way to um, focus so clearly on one goal in the absence of um, the all the other goals that support your life, it's great to achieve those goals, but then uh, if you haven't looked at your overall picture before you set them to see what's really important to you, like your core values, then you miss out the the true meaning and you might be disappointed at the end of the day like for example i set out a goal last year to write a particular book on on um, a topic and i realized um i could have achieved that goal very easily by just single-mindedly focusing on that and and basically blocking out everything else in my life which would have been some work uh time with family but this was during like the holiday season christmas right and i thought to myself do i do I block out all those things that are important to me at this moment in pursuit of what I think might be a long-term positive goal of having a book? Or do I enjoy my life as it's happening and then let the book evolve at its own pace? And what I found is that um, I still wrote a few chapters of the book. It hasn't been completed, but that's because it takes time to marinate like good meat. You know, if you if you just rush through the process to try to finish it once and for all, it may get done. And you may knock something out there, and maybe by fluke, sometimes you'll end up with a great product. But the end end result is that I would have missed out time with my family, time with relatives, time to just relax and 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 just kind of enjoy the season rather than um, uh, you know rushing through this whole process to just have that um, that goal achieved and checked off my list of things to do on my bucket list. You know? Yeah, I I don't know if you can try to. This is where there's some um, inconsistencies or non-congruence, however you want to put it, between creativity and timelines. I don't know that you want to try to put a timeline to creative pursuits. It yeah, takes a I'm... certain mind frame and and all, all those. You know, there's a whole bunch of variables, but when you sit down to write, if if you're in the right space, it just kind of comes out of you. But if you try to force it, then that's what you get is forced writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear you. So in the end of the day, I just thought that when we're getting back to our, our shift and revisited and a shift to sustainability, there's been a lot of shifts. I mean, I've been noticing even around my, my own social circle that, you know, as we get in our upper years, not like we're not talking 80s or anything, 40s and 50s, health is becoming a greater concern. You know, we're starting to balance life and work with our health concerns because it's so easily neglected because it's like uh, you know running your car on empty for the longest time and hoping that it keeps turning over 
Um, you got to do the oil change once in a while. If you don't do some maintenance, you're not going to have too much to run on for the next 50 years, right? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, our, our last bit of discussion and the last point you brought up really triggered a, a thought about, uh, I finally finished uh, Nelson Mandela's A Long Walk to Freedom. Oh, right, right. It, you know, it kind of it sat in the background for quite a while, and, you know, and then I finally picked it back up and, and charged through the remaining two-thirds and, and found it to be a great read, but, but he consistently states in his book that his pursuits of being a freedom fighter in South Africa cost him significantly with his family in the amount of time he was able to spend with uh, his wife and his kids and you know, it eventually ended up in him in jail and and massive separation from his wife and kids. But he, he and this is maybe one of the few people that will say this, but he made that conscious choice to to be so involved in in his pursuits of freedom that he, he knew that it was gonna affect his family relationships. Yeah, and good for him to be able to, I mean, knowing that there's a sacrifice involved, at least is going in with eyes wide open. A lot of people don't have that awareness to even look for what they're sacrificing in pursuit of what they want, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's deep that he even um, had that ability to, um, um, you know, realize that, yes, I'm sacrificing this for the greater good. And it's a massive sacrifice, actually, because you don't get that time back. No, no. The, and uh, as uh, David Crosby, uh, you know, from Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, the musician, yeah, said, and, you know, he's been through a lot in his life, experienced a lot, and he says, at this stage in his life, the most valuable currency to him is time. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I've got to agree with that. You know, we have to have you know, some financial pursuits. There's no doubt about that. But what, once uh, once that's reached its its appropriate stage, then the pursuit of more time is is what I think is hugely valuable. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, so often we um, lose track of what's really important in the pursuit of what we we want to want to get and you know with that you have a have to have a certain level of maturity to know the difference between a want versus a need and what i'm saying is that i mean when you're a child and you're at a, a candy shop you know you think you need you know like that bubble gum <laughs> <laughs> but you don't really need it you want it or maybe peer pressure of everyone else having it you want it and i remember going to the corner store and always wanting wanting some quarters to play some video games one time I asked my grandmother, I said, I need, I need like uh, $3 uh, worth of quarters to play these video games. And she goes, what do you need it for? I said, well, if I don't put the money in the machine, I don't get to play. She goes, well, why don't you just play something else? <laughs> and I said, but I need to get better at that game. And I thought, I don't think I need it. I actually want it. And that, at the end of the day, I realized, she goes, with that $3, she could buy a loaf of bread. And you get to eat it. And we get to eat it, and everybody's full. What do you get from playing video games? <laughs> I started thinking. I thought, well, not much, actually. <laughs> a higher uh, score. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe maybe I do, maybe I don't, but the, the yeah. thrill of doing it. And then I realized that 
I, I was at the grocery store and I thought, wow, that that family that owns the grocery store, that son of his of theirs must be so lucky. He can play that anytime he wants for as much as he wants, right? And uh, I got to talking to him one day and I realized he doesn't go to school. And I, I said, why didn't I asked him, why doesn't he go to school? He goes, he can't go to school. I said, why? He goes, well, I have this disease or this um, disorder that causes me to bruise anytime I'm close to kids and I bump into them. I said, what is that? And it said he was hemophilia. And his um, he's been in public school, but he's been bumped around a bit. And when he bleeds, he doesn't stop bleeding, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, so as a result, his parents decided to homeschool him. Um, you know, they're not the traditional homeschoolers that are that dedicated. They just try their best. But I felt quite sad for him. And the mean outside looking in, the grass was always greener, Jim. I thought, dang, that guy has four full-size pop machine video games that I want to play, and he can play them anytime he wants, just taking quarters from the till and put them back in there, right? <laughs> I thought, that's the life. And I never see him go to school. He must be awesome at them, which he was pretty good at them. But, I mean, to give up friendships and, and experiences and, and nasty teachers and good things like that, and like dodgeball and soccer, baseball, all those things that can, you're right of passage as a child just because you have a disease, you know? And I thought like that would be, that would be, I don't even know, I, I don't think I could even quantify what you'd lose in that process. There's a social component that you can't replace, you know what I mean? Uh, you got it. I mean, all the history of all the, the friends you meet, of all the good and bad things that happen during that phase that form your identity, you don't even have an opportunity to even form that identity. Your identity is in front of a machine and your, and your parents' um, corner grocery store. Yeah, and, you know, at some point, well, it, there's more going on in school than just the three R's, right? Their social development. Yeah. You know, on learning how the world works, whether it's how it works good or bad, you know, you're going to learn both of those things. Right. It, it, you know, we get that isolated. I think those things are, are going to be lost. Yeah, for sure. You know, and we were talking about, um, uh, shift sustainability. What's your thought on that, Jim? Like, how how hard do you think it is to sustain a shift, and what stops us from shifting back, like the ebb and tide of the flows? You know. <laughs> um. Yeah, like I said, when you when you do that shift, if you have somebody that you're doing it with, that maybe provides a modicum of accountability that you don't revert back. Right. Or if you do, you do it. Uh, you know, like the eating plan is, is once you've gone through a, the initial cleanse phase, it's an 80 20 eating plan. You can shift back for 20% of the time. That's right. no it's the It's the being respect, respectful to the 80 20 that the shift sustainability comes in. So you have to recognize the times when you, when you shift back too much. And right. that, you know, that's going to happen. But I'm talking, you know, maybe you have four or five days where you shift in the wrong direction. You have to recognize that. Or four or five days becomes two weeks, which becomes, you know, 
two months and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, but that, that, that aspect of accountability and not, I don't mean that in a bad way. Right. But, or maybe that aspect of respecting your shift, maybe that's a better way to phrase it Mm -hmm. And, and how much you want that shift to be sustainable. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, uh, in the next little while, do you see any upcoming shifts in your life that you're uh, looking forward to or dreading? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to working less. That you know, that's hopefully going to be a 2018 action. Um, what form that's going to take or how that's going to look, I don't know. I'm eligible for my Canada pension in late April. <laughs> Why? Why not take it now? Yeah, why not? Yeah, you know, I mean, do I just find other people's pension plans by waiting longer? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so, uh, but cer- certainly that's uh, that's an action that uh, I'm having strong consideration of, and doesn't mean I can't still do some work. Got to f- look around the rules of once you accept it, what you're whether you have to stop working for a period of time and then go back or there could be some rules there that I haven't considered yet. Right. But I've got time to figure that out. Yeah. Well, that's good that you have that time, even the awareness that's spacing, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't know if these are so much shifts, but goals, you know, the, the book I've written, I'd like to e-publish and get it up on a blog and have the time Firstly, to be able to do a, a really serious edit from a grammar and punctuation and, you know, English perspective. Sure. You know, not that I, if I, if that isn't, if it's not 100% correct, I'm, I'm not going to care that much. But, you know, it, it should, there should be some pursuit of the correctness of it. Right, right. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, uh, on that same idea about shift, a uh, shift and and thinking, I, I think about Wayne Dyer too, and you know how he's passed away and and how he did the movie The Shift, and uh, at the time I watched it, you know, I thought, wow, it's he's really trying to tap and pull at the heartstrings at some a- avenues of things that we overlook, you know, our passions, things that we thought we would had given up as as kids or or relationships that had kind of deteriorated, we just kind of left. Uh, they're undone until they hit a crucial breaking point that we are forced to look at where they are because um, they're so weakened that they either wither and die or you put the fertilizer back in to grow them back up again, right? Yeah, well put. Well, I, I, you know, I just figure out, Jim, that sometimes like even our relationship, we have to spend quite a bit of energy to maintain our friendship uh, in the standpoint of you know, we make a commitment to do these um, recordings every month, and uh, you know, even when we we left it for a little bit so that we could do our our uh, bonus episode here, um, I think it's really been great. I mean, it's definitely uh, deepened our, our appreciation for each other as as friends, but also it's allowed us to share thoughts that we normally would share between us, anyways. But then having a larger audience so that they can benefit from some of these ideas as well, and. Um, possibly change their lives as well yeah it's a great great way to share and compare and find common ground and find new ideas 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it uh, how can that not be friendship development? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, my friend, I don't know. I think we've done a good job on on ship revisited. What do you think? Oh, it's uh, it's out of the park. I don't know if it's in the upper deck, but it's out of the park. <laughs> Jim, you're always so encouraging. Jeez, I hope all our listeners are just as encouraged as Jim. Because I tell you, Jim's the man. Jim's the man right there. And I mean, you know, I, I got a hand to him. He's always so um, diligent about the follow-up. And, uh, you know, even through all our technical IT problems with our, our two sides of computers, we still seize the day regardless because – we used our laptops and whatever we needed to do to make this a reality and um, upgraded all our software just so you could hear this month's Seize the Day. Yeah, and all the best for everybody uh, who's contemplating shifts uh, or recognizing they've made one. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, I tell you, my friend, it's always a pleasure talking to you on the phone and next month we'll have to revisit something new uh, when we do our August episode, I'm not sure what we'll think about for next month, but I'm sure we'll come up with something really fabulous again. Oh, yeah. Something's going to cross our path that'll earth-shattering, Winston. Earth-shattering. <laughs> earth-shattering. <laughs> Groundbreaking work. <laughs> All right, my friend. Until next time, I guess uh, Jim and Winston wish you the best. And I guess, Jim, I guess we'll seize the day another day. You bet. Great All right. Again. Take care, my friends. Enjoy.